And a good Saturday morning to you. Andy is taking the day off today, but you are in luck if you have any questions about decks or porches or any general construction type uh, home improvement questions. Luke Panic is back with us once again. It's been uh, some time. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Danny. How are you, buddy? I'm doing quite well. Great to great to have you back once again. It's been uh, been some time since uh, we've had uh, the chance, the opportunity to spend some time with you. So I know our listeners are look for looking forward to it as well as I am. Uh, again, let me give you the phone number. It's also the text number. So any kind of a deck question, especially it doesn't have to be. Uh, Luke has been known to build houses <laughs> on his own, so he knows a little bit about the construction. Uh, industry uh, as well for for many years. But again, if you have any kind of a deck or porch question for that matter, he's the guy you want to chat with or uh, send a text to. And again, our number is 651-461-9226. You know, when I found out you were going to be on this morning, I thought, uh, I wonder, I, I generally do ask you this question from time to time. But over the years, so many folks, when they call Lindis and they talk to Luke, have Luke come out to the house about a new deck. And I, I'm, I'm guessing they, they just want this low-maintenance deck, but do people still want wooden decks? Not very often. Um, it's pretty rare. They're, they're, they're evidently it's lost its luster uh, because <laughs> it's, it's been a while since somebody's asked me for that. The only reason is sometimes people, uh, they want to know, how much cheaper a wood deck would be? How much would it save them if they went to a wood floor instead of a instead of a synthetic floor? But you know, to use a good wood or a quality wood, um, it's not that much savings to be had. So usually, the cost of painting at one time or staining at one time it makes it a wash. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty rare. Yeah, and and I guess as it should be because people would prefer to spend time doing other things. I mean, even even right. just relaxing on a deck without thinking, "Gee, I got to finish this. I got to sand it again. I got to stain it again, or I have to deal with these, you know, the railings itself." It's a whole other thing. What about uh, uh, porches? Uh, I know I know that Lindus does uh, does a lot of porch work too. But uh, what are people looking at or asking you guys for as far as uh, porches? What type of porches? Quite a variety. I would say the most common one is, is some sort of a screen porch that provides shade and some bug a bug-free atmosphere is, is pretty common. A lot of homes that face south or west um, would like to have a roof because it, it's real hot out there. We're usually out there in the afternoon, you know, and, and that can be tough if your house is, the back of your house faces south or west. So, a roof is nice. No mosquitoes is even nicer. So I would say a screen porch is a very common request. But we do just as many that are enclosed with three-season windows and four-season rooms with a thermostat. So uh, a variety. But I'd say screen porches are very, very popular. Everybody likes to sit in the screen porch. You know, we, we did that uh, ourselves many, many, many years ago before we even met uh, Lindis. But after a while of having a screened, unheated uh, porch, which is great. Uh, the idea of, of uh, maybe rain coming in or dirt, you know, things, it's amazing what can go through screens. Uh, we hired Linda's to put in a whole bunch of uh, uh, double-hung windows, uh, which are great. 
uh, and that really makes a whole different living. But, you know, I was thinking just last week, uh, what about insulin? Is it too late? And for people to have something like we have, to insulate it, how in the world would you or could you insulate it yet even this, this unheated uh, porch? Oh, do, I, I'm doing one of those. Right, funny you mention that. I'm doing one right now in St. Paul. Um, it was. Uh, it's currently just a screen porch, but it was on a. It's on a slab with cross walls, and it's connected. And we're we're needing to redo the roof. And they, the homeowner said, "Hey, when we're redoing this roof, would this be a good time to put a real attic over the top of our screen porch because it has a flat roof?" We put a real attic over it and insulate it because someday we want to enclose, um, we want to have this be a heatable room. And I said, that's a great idea. That's the perfect time to do it because we can reuse your existing wall structure. We could take the existing roof off, put on a new set of trusses and tie that into the house and then put on and then roof the whole thing so the roof matches. So it'll look like this This has been part of the project since the beginning. And then now um, we're going to go ahead and insulate that and put a new sheetrock ceiling on it. And then uh, when they're ready, we can do the walls. We can uh, stud in the walls and insulate the walls and put in insulated windows. Um, so we convert them all the time. And, and it's a really nice way to add some finished square footage and some usable space in your house because a lot of people, a lot of people – are working from home that weren't working from home three, four years ago facing your house because a lot of people, a lot of people are working from home that weren't working from home three, four years ago. And so added the uh, condition space is great. And because of interest rates, uh, people aren't moving. So uh, it's, it's, it's a very common request. Funny you mention that. Yeah, it is. And I, I'm thinking I, I wouldn't do it again, and I wouldn't certainly wouldn't do it for a living. But uh, out in that porch many, many years ago, I uh, I took it upon myself. I think my wife helped me put the uh, uh, the backer board down there, the cement board. But I laid porcelain tile out there. But keeping in mind, right. underneath underneath that, it's uh, it's it's dirt. It's outside. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, how how in the I guess it would, would could that, I, I suppose it would have to be uh, what ripped up to get a heated floor in there or something like that? Yeah, not yeah. Uh, well, you'd have to get insulation down there uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, somehow. But it's it's as simple as as putting poly down or cardboard down and spraying urethane foam on it and sealing it up. So it's not oh, that, okay. That it's it's, it's doable. All right, definitely That's doable. It. Another project. Well, let, let's. I'm getting a little signal here. We're going to take a quick break. Let's invite uh, right. Luke, our listeners, to join in on the conversation, or either by phone or by text. Any kind doesn't have to be about decks. Can be about insulation, for that matter. Uh, whatever the uh, whatever your your home improvement question may be, this guy knows his stuff. Uh, but again, if you have a deck question, porch kind of a question, a question uh, this is your day. Call us. Text us. Six five one. Four six one nine two two six. Here in the uh, Twin Cities, at the moment, temperature will be dropping uh, dropping throughout the day. Still thirty five. We're going to hit thirty by later on this afternoon. Uh, I've seen a few flakes uh, falling already. How much snow we expected to get? Uh, probably less than half an inch or so before it's all over. Same with the overnight tonight. So maybe tomorrow we might have accumulated an inch, maybe thirty five degrees here on News Talk eight three zero. This is WCCO.
And again, good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show here every Saturday. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those good folks from whatever you need, windows, insulation, siding, gutters, those great leaf guard gutters, 844-9-LINDUS is the easiest number to remember. Uh, Denny Long here, along with uh, our Lindus's uh, deck and port specialist, among other things, Luke Panic is back with us again. Uh, if you have any kind, any kind of a home improvement question, certainly we're not going to limit it to decks or porches. Uh, and we're getting various uh, questions as we speak, uh, Luke. But uh, again, if you do have specific deck questions, especially decks, here's a guy you want to talk to. Call us or text us, 651-461-9226. Let me go through these text messages uh, with you, uh, Luke. Is it relatively easy, Texter says, and inexpensive to put a permanent roof on a pergola? Hmm. Permanent roof on a pergola. So typically, uh, a pergola oftentimes, when I picture it, uh, oftentimes has cedar shakes on top of purlins. Um, permanent roof to me would mean like a metal roof. Um, and a pergola has usually, unless it's a square one, a lot of times they're octagonal. Um, it could be very tricky to put on a metal roof that way or an asphalt roof for that matter because it's very cut up. You have all these little triangles you're trying to do. So I would not say it's easy. I would not say it's inexpensive. Uh, it's certainly something that can be done. But I'd have to see the pergola, Danny. You know, it, it just depends a lot on, on what that pergola looks like and, and how it's currently built, but uh, certainly can be done. Well, maybe this is a good point to say whether someone needs a new deck or a question like that, or maybe they want insulation or, as I mentioned, windows, gutters. Uh, call Lindis. Get Lindis to come out to your home. That first visit is always free. And why not take advantage of that? Again, especially if you're looking to, you know, spruce up your house. Maybe it's a new shingles. Uh, whatever the case may be, 8449 lives. Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's still free for that first visit. That's right. You get smiles and waves from me for nothing. <laughs> that's, that's right. No autographed 8 by 10 or anything like that? Yeah, well, I mean, we <laughs> could talk about it. Okay. All right. Again, our number is 651-461-9226. What do you do, Texter says, with an old... Oh, I can relate to this. What do you do with an older deck where the screws are Phillips heads that you hit when you're trying to shovel the deck? The screw heads are stripped or bent. What's the best fix listener wants to know? Well, let's not forget about the shovel. Imagine what the shovel looks like. (laughs) Chewed up, yeah. Like jack-o'-lantern teeth. Okay, so, you know, if it's a Phillips head screw, it's probably been there a while. And... As you know, if you go when you go to try to if you try to sink that screw further, the head of the screw breaks off, and you try to back the screw out. A lot of times, the head of the screw is going to uh, break off as well. So it really depends. Um, if you know, some of them will come out, some of them won't. What I've done in the past is you can drill a use a little bit larger head screw when it, if it breaks off, and uh, drill a pilot hole right next to it and put a screw um, right down next to it and use a screw that has the biggest head you can find so that it kind of covers over the top of that existing hole. But basically what you do is put just a a screw right next to the old screw 
and then you get that head countersunk down into the wood, and then hopefully it's it's you've repaired it because what you know this is not unusual, especially with treated wood or cedar. When you get it and you build your deck, you put those screws in and you put them flush or just below flush, and then the thickness of the board as it dries out, it shrinks. So maybe when you installed it, it was an inch and a half thick, and ten years later, it's now an inch and a quarter thick instead of an inch and a half and all the screws are sitting up so uh tells you from the beginning you want to countersink that screw a good eighth of an inch to make sure that you allow for that you've got a little room for that board to shrink if it's wet but another reason that you want to use if you can find it is the kiln dried wood that already has the moisture removed so that you don't experience that dramatic shrinking and those screws show up like that because it's not the screw backing out it's the board getting thinner now, uh, Luke, with the, uh, uh, the the decks you you guys are building these days, and that people are requesting the low maintenance, how are the fasteners? What do, what does that look like uh, on the newer decks now? It's specific to the manufacturer. Um, some boards come with manufactured grooves in them that are designed for a clip. So a, a, a T-shaped clip has a screw already placed in it and the clip grabs both sides of a plank and has one screw in the middle at the clip system um, both uh, azec timber tech tracks all of them have a groove system also um, you can top screw boards so the board comes with a square edge not a fluted edge and you can screw right through the top of it um, with millboard that screw is a trim head screw and a trim head screw just means that the head of the screw is very small and it counters if you just screw it down about a quarter inch beneath the surface of the plank and that that has a surface that heals itself it, it closes back over where the screw was so you don't see it which is pretty neat Boy, um, yeah pretty neat otherwise the if you use like a, an azac board which is a cellular pvc board they have a plug system where you get a, a very specific drill bit you drill a hole, it counters out a, uh, a hole that's about the size of a pencil, I would say, maybe a little bigger. You put the screw in, and then there's a, a plug that's made out of AZEC material that's the exact right size that you put in there, and you tap it into the hole. When this first came out many years ago, I was skeptical and wanted to see some of these decks because I had envisioned plugs coming out and being able to see the plugs, but it, it works actually really well. Um, it's very difficult to see where the plugs are because it's the exact same material, and they hold really well. So I prefer that plug system over grooved boards, and I prefer, you know, the millboard system where you screw it straight down. They hold the best as compared to the clips. And what about shoveling <laughs> and these, yeah. these with yeah. the caps on it? No and that's one of the nice things is that, um, the, yeah, no, no problem at all. And, I mean, in the off chance a, a plug cracks or comes out, which, again, I just haven't seen it happen, but pretty easy to pretty easy to repair. So I would imagine, and I always like to ask Andy about this too, given our weather and this crazy weather, some people uh, applaud it. Some people, of course, who owns, you know, ski resorts, they, they, they don't like this lack of snow, but it's got to help you and your crews get the work done. Oh, yeah, we're, we're delighted. Um, yeah, um, we're delighted. 
the uh, it's been great working conditions. So we've been able to be more productive than uh, than usual. The season goes a little bit longer, and we get more done. We don't have to start the day with cleaning snow off everything, um, covering it. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. I tell you what, let's do this. Uh, we have about another half hour of the show to go. We're going to take a break for. We'll uh, have a look at that forecast. See what uh, this coming week uh, we can expect snow wise, if any. We, it's happening today in parts of CCO land. But uh, give us a call if you have any. It doesn't have to be decks. Doesn't have to be porches. Can be any kind of home improvement type of question. We welcome yours. Luke Panikin. He happens to be the deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction, but he's uh, well-versed in uh, all phases of construction as well. Call us or text us, 651-461-9226. Weather straight ahead here on News Talk 83. And again, good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, one of those friends with us today. Andy is taking the day off today. Luke Panic is back with us. He is the deck and port specialist with Lindus Construction, among other things. Uh, again, I, I'm repeating myself, but you don't have to call in or text in about decks or porches. Any kind of home improvement question you might have on your mind, we uh, we welcome. But specifically, if you have a deck question, you want to talk to this guy. Uh, or send a text, 651-461-9226. Here's one for you, uh, Luke. Uh, this uh, listener wants to insulate and heat a 20 by 24 garage, rafters 24 inches on center, but bottom cords are 48 inches on center. What should I or can I do, they ask. Wait a minute. Say that again on the on the rafters. You said 24 inches on center, but then you said bottom cords are four foot on center. Yeah. And they want to insulate it, that garage. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So what matters is it depends on the ceiling. It, uh, it depends on the ceiling you're going to put in this garage. So uh, the insulation is, and the attic has got to sit on something. So if we were going to put sheetrock up, which is the least expensive ceiling you could install, would be half-inch no-sag sheetrock. That you need to have uh, framing to screw it to every two feet, every 24 inches. So if I wanted to use sheetrock, I'd have to go in and I'd have to add framing between those bottom cords uh, every 24 inches. The other option I could do if I didn't want to have to do all that framing is I could put up a uh, say steel, go buy a uh, pull barn steel and screw that up to the rafters because that could span the four feet just fine. Either way, you got to put up first, you got to put up poly and then put up the sheetrock or the um, steel. And then, and then you can blow insulation into the attic to, you know, I would suggest an R50 if you put in the attic chutes. Um, and that would be, it's that simple. Uh, and the walls, of course, you know, just put uh, craft space or any sort of, uh, depending on the spacing, if it's 16-inch centers or 24-inch stud spacing, put the fiberglass in there and uh, poly and sheetrock. All right. And good luck with that. That good labor of that. love. Yeah. Um, and I always hesitate when I, I see text messages 
uh, for people wanting a ballpark estimate of this job or that job because I realize that there there's so many variables that uh, you don't want to be cornered giving a, a certain estimate. But this the question is about a 15 by 15 three season uh, three season porch to be added on to their home. I would suggest maybe you would too uh, because it's free. Get Lindis to come out there. You're not. You're yeah, not, we'll come out not, and take a look. Uh, you know, and it's always dangerous to. Uh, and it's a fair question because people are sitting, and what they're afraid of, they don't want to waste time. They don't want to waste somebody's time to come out there and talk about it if it's if it's way more than what they think it's going to be. True. And that's so true. I I can't I can't and I appreciate that. I, a lot of people, I'm a traveling salesman, right? Uh, just uh, driving around talking to people, and like most of them out there, most of us, and all the trades that's it, people don't they want to be respectful of our time and they don't want to look silly by saying how much this is how much is you know they just don't have any idea and that's okay you can do google searches and it'll tell you averages remote home improvements uh, remod, uh remodeling magazine puts out an issue every single year called cost versus value and that you can google it or and just get that one issue or but uh you can get that information and say okay in the, and it varies by city. So you put in your zip code and look at the Minneapolis uh, marketplace and say, okay, what is the average uh, porch edition cost? It'll give you some numbers, okay? And, and it'll give you a ballpark idea. And those numbers, where they come from, is the permitting process. So when you go, like when Lindus is going to do a job for somebody and we do a plan and we get a permit from the city, we're going to write on there what the project costs. And that's how they know how much to charge us for the building permit. Well, that information gets entered in, and that's part of the part of the public record. So now companies that have are more techie than me, they can go out and they can search that information and say, okay, here's a bunch of porches, and you know, here's how much the perm- here's how much these people paid to have this done. They get some averages, you know. So um, there is a way to get some ballpark ideas that are accurate. Uh, to some extent, and, and they can vary just like everything. Um, you know, how much does a car cost? Yeah, well, you need point. to know a lot more information than just how much, you know, a car. It ha- they all have four tires and a steering wheel, but it, all the little details matter, and that's the same thing with a porch. You know, it's the frosting on the cake that is where the, where the cost is. How far is it finished? What are the quality of the product? What is the quality of the company that's going there? Is this, is this Are these experts doing this stuff, or is this people who – you know, just getting started. You know, you, you you pay more for a surgeon who's done a thousand of them than a, a surgeon who's done one, right? Yeah. So, good. yeah, that's that's it's a good all point. available. It, it is available, and you can get kind of an idea. Um, but just about just about anything has a, a ballpark out there that'll give you a rough idea for sure. All right. Good. Well put. Well put. Let's grab a phone call, uh, Luke. This morning, I think Jack's calling in. From Jenkins, uh, Jack, you're on CCO with Luke Panic. Couple oh, questions. He, he, oh, go ahead, Jack. Good? Go ahead, Jack. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay, we have a little home on uh, Upper Hay Lake, and we recently are got rid of our three season porch. We're putting a four season on same base. It's nineteen by tw- nine by twenty two. And we're looking at uh, a smart diamond coat siding for the outside. And then they come up with this new plank flooring that it's a glue-down plank flooring. 
I want to know maybe what Luke's thoughts are on the diamond coat siding and the glue down uh, vinyl plank flooring. Luke. All right. Thanks, Jack. Boy, he's, boy Jack yeah. is one of the smartest guys I've talked to all day, and I got up at six. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, think, Luke? So I love both of these products. Um, I recently – now, I when I built this house here um, – I, to save a buck, I pre-finished all the siding in my garage before I put it up. And that turned out to be a big mistake. I really wish I would have used the Diamond Coat uh, LP Smart Side because it's it's the best pre-finish out there. And any customer that meets with me, I'm going to recommend the Diamond Coat. It's just so durable. It has a nice little uh, finish on it, and it comes. It's pristine. So after when you're working with it, cutting with it, and moving it, and up the ladder and all this, you don't hurt it. You saw it. Wipe it off. It looks great. So the Diamond Coat LP is is what I would recommend. Now, the Vinyl Plank, same thing. That's an excellent product. And I love the glue down. And the reason I do uh, is that I in this house my own, I put the lot in, the locking where they kind of snap together. Very, and, and it doesn't allow for any tolerance of imperfection. If your room isn't perfectly square, you're going around an island or something, it's all got to snap together. So if it doesn't snap together, there's no way to, you can't install it. So the glue down stuff, um, you can do it a number of ways. I've seen people, uh, you can put a spray on the back of them. Um, Otherwise, they sell specific glues that are designed for vinyl planks that you trowel on with a notch trowel. It's a V-notch trowel. You put it down, and it, it's a, like maybe a 16th-inch notch trowel, so it's a very thin little lines of glue, but you put it down, and then you allow it to flash. Now, the flash means that it, it allows that um, glue to change color, and they, they put pigments into it so you can tell. As it's changing color, you, just, you let it sit there for about an hour, and it gets tacky, so it's not real runny, runny like it comes out of your glue bottle. And what happens is and you can put you can start laying your planks down and if you have to cut one or trim one lengthwise or whatever you can keep going and make it work and the other thing is what i love about them is i put them in my rental properties is that if one gets damaged i can pull that one piece out and put a new piece right back in and it comes out hard but it it does come out it doesn't destroy the piece so the glue is the right stickiness i think is that's the technical word stickiness that you can remove it if you want to, but it, it doesn't move while you have it down. So I'm a big fan of the glue down planks. I love them. I think they're fantastic. Well, good. Good. There you go. Plus, plus. All right. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate the call. Uh, here's a text, uh, Luke, that says uh, a house built around 1900 on a rock foundation. Some of the mortar has deteriorated and needs work. No basement. Whom do you recommend to fix that? I, I don't. Would, would that be a Jesse Treble uh, job, or does Linda's do something like that? We that's a that's a brick a mason. Uh, that that term is called tuck pointing, and right. that is it's not me. It's not Linda's. We have carpenters. Linda's is we got carpenters, but we would hire who we would we would hire a tuck pointer of some sort. That would be a block layer, a brick layer, uh, something like that um, would be ideal for that maybe maybe treble uh, does that i don't know i haven't asked them about that but um that's the skill 
that we're looking for. It's a tuck pointer. You take out a joint, put new joint material back in. Uh, using the correct stuff is, is important so that not only it looks good, but it stays there. Uh, but that's tuck pointing. Tuck pointing, okay. Stuff is, is important so that not only it looks good, but it stays there. Uh, but that's tuck pointing. Tuck pointing, okay. That's what you look for. And, that's right. Uh, some of those folks are pretty much artisans, aren't they? They are, and they're and and and, and they're they're leaving the industry more than we're gaining them. So yeah. uh, if you can find one, valuable person. All right, hang on, Luke. We're going to take a quick break. We have more show to come. If you have any, and we do have some more questions to get answered. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Back with more here on News Talk eight three zero. This is WCCO. to this portion of our Home Improvement Show around every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour thanks to Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Call them if you need them, 844-9-LINDUS for whatever project you may have in mind. This morning, Andy Lindus taking the day off. Our friend Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist from Lindus Construction, answering any kind of a home improvement question you may uh, have on in your mind. Uh, here's the number, either a phone call, a lot of folks like to call and chat, some folks rather text. Either way, here it is, 651-461-9226. Text says this, uh, Luke, we just bought a Rambler with marble tile throughout the main floor. The marble is also pitted throughout. What do you think the best way to fill all those holes? Thanks and the happy holidays. Well, thanks and same to you. What do you think about pitted marble flooring? Boy, that's a that's a that's a really good question, and I I wouldn't have any idea. Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't know that that's fillable. Um, right. I would assume it'd be some sort of epoxy that would have a chance of of staying. Um, but I think you'd have to go to a a tile a tile place, perhaps. Um, to get a start on where you would go to talk to somebody about marble and how to repair it or fix it, I, I would not know. I would yeah, have I, no idea. You're making me think about various ways, too, because I wonder, too, if uh, if uh, somebody like my friend Ron at Great Garage Floors, if they could uh, put an epoxy coating. I mean, obviously, you would have to prepare it, you know, scratch it up. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's a tough question. You know, I, you can buy tile that is. I, I've seen this. It's very porous, and it has it. It has natural pitting in it. It's a natural stone. And when you grout it, you you use these rubber trowels, and you and you put grout not only in between all the all the grooves, uh, the spaces between the tile, but it fills in all those pits. Um, so it might be possible to use a grout. Um, to do this, and probably because it's uh, marble and it can scratch, it would be a uh, sand, an un, it's called unsand grout, but it's a grout that doesn't actually have that fine sand in it, so when you're smearing it around, it doesn't scratch, uh, it doesn't scratch the tile. So that would be my closest guess is to use a you know, to re just re grout the whole thing, but you also grout in where the little little box are. Pitted are. Wow. That's yeah. the first time we've had a question like that all these years. Well good luck with that. Uh, 
my I'm looking at another text here about a deck. My wood deck is northeast facing is shaded most of the day. Do I need to shovel snow from it? I'm wondering about it, especially along the area where it's attached to the sliding door of the second floor of the house. I don't want issues in that area. Generally speaking, what what about shoveling snow anyway? On a and a deck, it's great. It's it, it's not required, but it's it's good. It's it's nice if you can. Um, I know last year I got behind mine and the snowbank turned to what felt like marble or granite. It got so hard. So if you're going to do it, keep it keep after it. I especially I do like to get the snow away from patio doors and entry doors, of course, because when you have that freeze thaw, you know, water can work its way in silly places if you if you have a ice ridge around there. So it's good for sure to keep it away from the doors. But you're not you're not the deck isn't being hurt by the snow. So that's not the reason. Luke, I know you mentioned uh, just Googling. We're, we're getting another question about uh, when we talked about the average cost of a porch. Uh, did you name a magazine about the cost yeah. of remodeling? And what was that, please? Uh, remodeling Magazine. Remodeling Magazine. All yeah. right. Easy to remember. I'm, I'll Google it right now and see what comes up. Remodeling Magazine. Yeah, and, they, and, and actually it automatically comes up. You can get the cost versus value uh, right there. Okay. National cost versus value. And you can look up different... Uh, Different things, yeah. But it is region specific. Uh, oh, okay. You know, um, like I just pulled it up here, and it says that uh, no, this is for two thousand two. But the average garage door replacement was uh, four thousand dollars in two thousand in two thousand twenty two. It also tells you the resale value of it, or the value that it approximately does to your house. So, um, basically, what that means is. If I if I make this improvement in my house and I spend fifty thousand dollars on a home improvement and it has a sixty percent gain uh, return, it means that the overall value of my house is going to go up sixty percent of whatever I spent. So maybe thirty thousand dollars or whatever if you spent fifty. Um, now that is, you know, it's a it's a ballpark, and some things improve the value of the house, some things don't at all. Like a swimming pool is one of those things. Is my always my example? Half, you know, some people want a swimming pool, some people consider them to be a a deficit. So it really doesn't increase the value. You're doing it for just personal use. But home improvement projects, on the other hand, almost always increase the value. All right, Luke. We have exactly two minutes to go in the in the show this morning. Uh, a question from a listener says, "What happens in the winter?" When the roof vents get covered up with snow, don't they need to stay open? It depends on the roof vent. Um, some uh, some work better with snow than others. Uh, our, we commonly use uh, Snow Country Ridge vent for that. The turtle vents, the ones that you see up there, the uh, box vents, um, yeah, if they get completely packed with snow. Yeah, they don't breathe real well. It impacts them. Um, but a lot of them still do breathe. Even though it looks like they're completely covered, there's usually some air still moving uh, through. And usually they're located towards the ridge. So there's some, you know, the wind blows off some of the snow. But uh, it can get so covered that, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't function. It is possible. But that's pretty unusual. 
All right. Uh, I really appreciate you being on today, as we always do, uh, Luke. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to your family and to, to all the crews at Linda's Construction. A final note uh, from a listener. We have great listeners. About the uh, pitted marble, uh, the listener's suggestion is they could try Classic Marble Restoration Company here in the Twin Cities. So at least give them a yeah. call, right? Yeah. There you so go. Maybe, they're, they're, they're awesome. Great listeners. Thank you so much. Luke, great to hear from you. And I hope we can uh, meet up again real soon and have another show. Sounds good. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Luke. You too, Danny. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist. Again, if you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction for whatever you have in mind, uh, 844-9-LINDA's is the uh, easiest number to remember. It's going to do it for me for this uh, Saturday morning. We hope to join us uh, again uh, next Saturday. Snow possibly coming today, maybe already in your area. 35 degrees in the Twin Cities, but warming up this coming week. Have a great week.